Line up in the pistol. Directly behind Quinn Ewers is Bijan Robson. Gets the carry. 45 40. Breaks it outside. Then inside to the 20. 15 10 5. Touchdown, Texas. Bijan Robinson takes it in for the score, and the Longhorns strike first. Third down, shotgun snap to Ewers with some time. Sends it to the end zone, got a man open, caught, touchdown Texas. Or did he catch it? Yes, he did. Xavier Worthy in the back of the end zone for the score. Now the clock is moving on first down. Shotgun snap to Martinez, looking, steps up, and had the ball knocked loose, ball loose. Longhorns have it, Jalen Ford recovers. Keandre Coburn knocked it loose. Jalen Ford has recovered, and the Longhorns can seal it now. That's right, Kansas State Wildcat fans. Sit down. There's a new sheriff in town, boys. And that's the Texas Longhorns. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. But as the great Vin Diesel says, Joe, a win is a win. And especially in Manhattan at night, I will take whatever we can get because now the Longhorns are back in the driving seat for an unbelievable end to the season. With that being said, this is a new edition of the Beaver Boys, episode 60. My name is Creighton. The other guy on the other side of the microphone, Joe Scanlon, who uh, is just coming back, actually, from Manhattan. Yes! Things. Yes, Creighton. I was at the game. Me and my girlfriend went, as, long as, uh, as well as a, a friend I work with uh, here in Nebraska and his girlfriend, and then uh, another friend that I also work with and his friend, uh, but they were rooting for well. What the the friend was just there to have fun. He was wearing like a blue pullover. He, he didn't care. But the other guy wore a Kansas State hat, and I'm like, dude, like I get you're Man. a Husker fan. Like you can root for the Longhorns. It's okay. It's okay. But let me tell you, man, the atmosphere was incredible. I have to give a quick shout out to Kansas State fans because for the most part, they were very nice people. They you know gave me horns down and whatnot and. And good ribbing and stuff, but a lot of them welcomed me to Manhattan. They, you know, if we had a question about where to park or where to go, they answered it politely. And you know, oh, hope Texas doesn't win tonight. Huh? That's just great. I know. Hey, I mean, (laughs) there's no rivalry. You know, I don't think we get that same kind of uh, treatment in College Station. Let's put it that way. Uh, (laughs) But there was one fan though. I got to bring this up. There was one fan, and he was sitting a couple rows in front of us. Dude was about 50 or 60. He's older. Drunk as a skunk. Just absolutely <laughs> hammered. Like, to the point where he was falling over little kids in front of him. I mean, it was bad, folks. But every time he... Every time Texas did something good, he'd turn around and flip us off. And every time Kansas State did something good, he'd turn around and flip us off and say Texas sucks or SEC or something like that. And... Man... And to Kansas State fans' credit, they told him to shut up. It's like uh, like Kate Hudson two nights ago at the World Series game. <laughs> I guess, and yeah, there you go. He was giving it to everybody that was around her every time Justin was striking them out. Um, yeah, I think. But it was a, no, but yeah, I mean, it was a good time, and they, like I said, they shut him up and stuff. I think one so thing we learned good. from uh, this weekend is that Joe is definitely not in the field of meteorology, because. Because <laughs> listen back to, the, to last week, Joe definitely said, "Oh no, it's gonna rain." Like he just adamant that it was going to down. It was it was going it to monsoon. So it was going over to the rain. stadium that yeah, is Bill Snyder's. Like, 
I didn't say monsoon. I said it was going to rain. It said like 60% chance on my forecast for a week out. And as the as the week continued, it started getting less and less and less. And then there was no not rain was in there the no forecast. There I was, was say, not even a cloud in the sky. It was perfect skies with the sunset on the, over, the, over the stadium. So... <laughs> It was, I, had, I got a good time, picture of it. Next yeah, time and, Joe says that there's going to be rain and that Texas needs to watch out, most likely it's going to end up being a nice day. With that being said, the Texas Longhorns have now put themselves <laughs> in the position to control their own destiny after a 34-27 to really ended up being a gritty win against the Kansas State Wildcats in Manhattan, a place that Texas has really, really struggled with in the past, and a night game that is. Mm-hmm. But with all things clicking and the first half being, I guess, good enough and the defense finally holding their own, Texas gets this win, 34-27. I got to say, I got to say, Creighton, I don't know what it is with this whole Manhattan at night thing because, honestly, the atmosphere in that stadium was not what I expected. I'm sure it's, like, I'm sure it's not very, it, like, the know, best, honestly. Oh, I, well, that's why everyone says Manhattan at night. Oh, God, Manhattan at night. And I'm just like, I didn't see it. It wasn't really that like, loud, except for maybe a couple I'd points I'd pick Ames at night over them. I would pick Norman. Mm-hmm. I would pick... I'm trying to... Th- I, I, you yeah, wouldn't pick Norman, over Norman at night. Yeah. At, I'm only going night games. Norman at night. I've been to a few Norman night games. And yeah, you went to, like, Tulsa. I guess it depends on the opponent. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, but Army and Kansas, okay? And Texas Tech on their homecoming. Thank okay, you. that was Oklahoma lit. State okay, is another one, one I'd yeah. pick over them. And Oh yeah, Oklahoma State at night's probably the Lubbock, Lubbock, and that's about it. I don't think I'd pick TCU over I mean maybe. I don't think so no, though. I mean their stadium no. wasn't even full for college games. DKR at night. Oh well, pretty yeah, but I I, I mean we're number one, of course, but I don't count us because this well, of course, you know. yeah. But yeah, TCU yeah. couldn't even fill up their stadium for college game day, so no, I definitely don't pick over them. But, you know, <laughs> hey, for some reason, even though the atmosphere is not as like crazy as one would think, the Horns have struggled here, and this is a huge, huge weight off their shoulders. Um, and it looked like for a second it wasn't going to happen, but the score is the score, Joe. It's the final, and Texas sits 6-3 and three overall, 4-2, and two, and I think most of us are feeling pretty good Good, I guess. Maybe about, maybe not about the way that this game happened, but just good that the result is what it is. Yeah, well, you you win the game. There are no style points in the CFP. Not that we're going to make the CFP, but there's no style points for the rankings. And so you don't need to win by a lot. You just need to win. And that's what we did. We won the game. We're 6-3. and three. We are bowl eligible. That's right. You saw the title. Bowl season, <laughs> baby. We're going to a bowl. I don't know which bowl yet. Still a lot of games to be played. Might end I mean, up being probably just Texas be Bowl your best bet way to Bowl. book your the ticket. Alamo Bowl, right? good Make, friend. Book, book your plane ticket for San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, just get ready for the uh, Alamo Bowl, folks. Uh, it's a good time though for Longhorn fans. You know that was a good gritty win. The defense stepped up at the very end there, and I mean we're, we'll talk about this a little later after we recap this game. But what in the goddamn hell is going on with the second half on odds? I literally do not get it. I just do not get it, and I've now seen it live, and I don't get it. <laughs> it's night and day. Like what you see on your t- what you see on your TV screens is what you it's see in true. person, and I just I do not get it. Oh man, this uh, 
They they make sure that they don't. They haven't made anything really easy all year. I'll give them that. I do. I, I want to get into this. You just you mentioned how you were there in person. I've never actually had the desire not just to go to Manhattan, but to go to Kansas really in any capacity. Um, <laughs> no offense, but. <laughs> Let's hear it, Joe. How how is Bill Snyder's stadium? How how is that place? Well, I told. I mean, there's really not a bad seat in the oh, house. We were up go. in the like upper deck, and I it still was a great seat. And like I said, the crowd was not super loud. The fans were pretty nice, and the only issue was you can only drink in the little beer garden. Really, they, like roped off a beer garden area on the south end zone wow. and that's the only place you can get a beer Did not know that. and drink you can't leave with your beer so you gotta stay there you can't even go back you so, can't go back uh, to your seat huh can't go back to your seat with Whoa. the beer nope interesting so you gotta make a sacrifice that's a midwest that yeah we missed the beginning of the third quarter because we wanted to get another beer mm. at halftime so also there were lines for the men's restroom but not for the women's that's messed up man i don't get it um yeah, no, I mean, overall, it was a good experience. I really I really enjoyed it, and like I said, the fans were pretty nice for the most part. Stadium so, ranking out uh, of 10, what would you give it? Out of 10? Yeah. 7. Well, that's pretty all right. Yeah, 7, just because no beer at your seats, and uh, the atmosphere could have been a little better. Also, their scoreboards, they don't have a big score, like a big Jumbotron, like a lot of stadiums do. Oh, they just have like the... I mean, Texas has a big jump, Jumbotron. They have like four screens right. like in the corners. And then, like, Ooh. a little, like, a line, like an old school, like, high school, where it's just, like, the white and black, where it says, like, you know, down and score and time and all wow. that stuff. And so, it's, it, it, that's interesting, but... I mean, that shows you fans of the Longhorns, you are very fortunate to have the stadium that you have. It is, uh... Yeah. yeah that's that's more, yeah. more in line of what most college stadiums are like, more so than ours, and, uh... I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. At least they actually have legit urinals in the bathrooms instead of like Nebraska, where it's a trough. Oh, I did not know that they did that there. It is a trough. That's pretty on brand. That's pretty it's, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's. Bad. I didn't know that. Wow, it's, that's it's really bad. That's yeah. a, that's. A, I think Big Game hmm. Boomer on Twitter did like a worst bathrooms ranking because he was just bored before the season started. Oh my gosh. And. Uh, he ranked them number one, and that's why. that's an, and I I'd never been because I'd always use the media bathroom, right. so I had never been Flex. been in there. Um, yeah, when I went in there for the Illinois game last weekend, I was I was shocked. <laughs> I was I, <laughs> troubled. Is that a uh, is is Bill Snyder Stadium a uh, full bleacher stadium where they got they got some uh, nice club seats somewhere? I don't know if they – I think if you sat, like, on the home side in the middle, like, where they normally put right. the seats with backs, but most of it is bleachers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people did have those stadium seats, which are nice. Um, I roughed it out because, you know, mama ain't raised no bitch. <laughs> so we uh, we sat on our cold bleachers, and uh, it was pretty windy. It was pretty cold. That's what I saw. It was, like, 20-mile-per-hour um, winds. Just close. no rain. Yeah, just, just no rain. Do you think – No rain. Where did they put the band? They put the band on the south end zone down in the corner. See, folks? That's not to anybody listening to this podcast. It's literally to everybody that complains about us putting the band somewhere. That's, but they just... To be fair, they were down in the south corner, like right next to the field. They weren't up in the third level. <laughs> hey, you did what you... Listen, all's fair in love and war, man. Like, this is, this is college football. I, uh... 
the view looks pretty good from that stadium. I mean, I'll have to say, like, from where I saw the sunset, yeah. I mean, I give it to him. Like, I yeah. mean, I have that literally was, no desire it, to go there, but. No, I, I, and you never will because by the next time we play them again, um, it'll be at Austin, and I think the next year's at CC. So, oh, you saw the last the one. Last time, I might have seen the last game at Bill Snyder Stadium Man. for Longhorn fans for the Longhorns. Yep. So, great experience. Um, would do it again if we end up playing there there again if they push back the SEC a year for whatever right. reason. Um, but uh, if you aren't going to see the Longhorns, I wouldn't go. Like it just. Like if it's like Kansas State Kansas, I wouldn't go see that. I'm sure it's a great game, <laughs> rivalry game. It's got to be the Longhorns. You know. That's an interesting point. Or if you're that. doing Formageddon, Formageddon, oh, yes. Kansas State, Iowa State, which apparently is a thing now. Um, <laughs> but no, I I'd say it's it's a solid as far as Big Twelve stadiums that I've been to. Um, it's, it's probably at the end of the list right now. Is it? Does it feel as old as Bill Snyder? Actually, you know what? I'd put it. I'd put it again. I'd put Bill Snyder above Eamon G. Carter. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Really. Okay. Wow. TCU's. It got, was a lot easier to TCU's get. To, got a lot it of was work a lot easier to get to my seats than it is at Eamon G. Carter. Eamon yeah. G. Carter, you're walking for a goddamn while <laughs> to get up there. Is the uh, does the stadium feel as old as Bill Snyder? <laughs> <laughs> they. I tell you what. I tell you what. If you've never seen the outside of Bill Snyder, like everything on that campus is like old English castle architecture. I would have never known. The that. soccer stadium has like the old like like medieval style like towers. Where really? You, like, I was expecting like an archer to walk out and just be like, "Oh, they're attacking!" Oh. <laughs> like and just, but like it's it's pretty cool. I like I like stadiums that that you know have a quote unquote theme to them, like right. you know, Lubbock Stadium. Yeah. A Texas Tech Stadium has that uh, terracotta, you know, Spanish yeah, yeah, Tech's whole campus is Spanish, yeah, 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 and so that's that's pretty cool. Um, so you know, I, I dig a good theme, but yeah. you know, it didn't help them in the end. We won. The question will be: so. Is if you travel to the SEC stadiums, that'll be the next. Now that now that we're moving. Boy, I hope I uh, hope I move back south. Um, that would make it a little easier. Because we got to make uh, we'll have to start making trips to Alabama, and Vanderbilt. Yeah, I was and... about to say I'd be. I want to go to a game at Alabama. I do, and I want to go to a game at LSU. Oh yes. And I, I mean, if I'm still here in Nebraska, closest one's probably going to be Missouri. Oh. So, <laughs> game in Columbia, riveting. Incredible. Or, or 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 take the drive to Arkansas, which I think that oh, would that, be a fun. I think there. that's that a fun stadium. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. When they call the yes. hogs, that's pretty. I feel like it's pretty pretty wild. So, um, overall though, cannot complain about my experience. Uh, thank you, Kansas State fans, who were very kind and helpful um, to the one old guy who was too drunk to even function. Screw <laughs> you. And. Uh, yeah, let's get into this recap, Creighton. 34-27, Texas wins. Uh, where should we start? Actually, I want to start here because I just I called this thing days in advance. I think you said it on I the called podcast it, I, before. I told people, I think I might have said it on the podcast last week. I said if Adrian Martinez plays, there will be a late game turnover that will seal the game for Texas. And what happens... Adrian Martinez fumbles. <laughs> he fumbled not once, but twice 
on that last drive. And we'll get to the defense and not falling on the ball there in a second because that first fumble should have sealed it. But then the second one forced by Snacks Coburn and went, it literally just kind of – I don't know how that ball got kicked that far, but it freaking oh, jolted yeah. like 10 yards downfield. And luckily Jalen Ford was right there to fall on it. Um, as soon as that happened, I literally get up. Like I'm screaming. The Texas fans are screaming. And I turn around and they go – that's the Adrian Martinez from Nebraska right there, <laughs> folks. That's the Adrian Martinez I know and love. And that's what I tweeted. I was like, I was like, there he when is. In doubt. There is when Adrian Martinez because. I don't want to know what would have happened if he didn't fumble it. So I'm very glad that he uh, did exactly what you predicted. Oh, he would have thrown a pick. You don't understand that <laughs> Adrian Martinez, he did something to the football gods because that man, like, if, if you had, if I had to bet, like on something happening in the game, I would have put a substantial amount of money on him fumbling in the fourth quarter yeah. or throwing a pick in the fourth yeah. quarter. Like a turnover by Adrian Martinez in the fourth quarter, whatever odds those are, you hammer that. You put the house on, you put the car, you put the kids, you put everything on that because that man does not have a clutch gene in his body. Now that being said, he had a pretty successful game. 24-36, 329 yards, two touchdowns, um, and an interception. Secondary, um, <laughs> let's start with the defense. Let's start with the okay. defense because, you know, let's start with the positives. The defense did hold in the second half. They only, you know, gave up 17 points, um, which, you know, should win you a ball game if the offense is scoring. I digress. We'll get to that in a sec. When I say that middle was wide open the whole night, that middle was wide open the whole night. <laughs> I could have completed a pass to Kansas State receivers with how open that middle of the field was. I don't know what our corners are doing. I don't know what our safeties are doing. Michael Taft needs to get off the. When did he start playing? That's is, that. That's a yeah. That's from? a that's a new thing. I think that's because like, of injuries. Like, I swear to God that that kid. Oh, and then running past the play, there was one play. I forgot. I think it was the third quarter where it was like a short pass. And I don't remember, I couldn't tell the number from where I was, but he runs right in front of the guy, runs right past him. <laughs> so the guy jukes him and then keeps going downfield. Then he just sheds a weak arm tackle. And the guy, at a play that should have gotten maybe five to 10 yards, he gets like 60. Yeah, these receivers weren't even. And I'm like. They weren't even covering them, was the was what was so alarming in that middle of the field, like you said. Like they weren't even. It wasn't even a matter of like being like three or four yards off the receiver like they just flat out like they weren't there they were nowhere in sight and i so with that being said i'm sorry i'm sorry everybody on the secondary but uh you have maintained your stewed shirt status yeah i'll give uh, for another week nobody's because you you gave up 329 yards passing to Adrian Martinez. <laughs> Which sucks, too, because just looking at the defense entirely, the rushing defense was really, really good. I What did I say? I said they were going to stop Deuce right. Vaughn, and they stopped him. 19 carries, 73 yards. Like they made sure that, like, because there was talk coming into the game, like, who's better, Deuce Vaughn or B. John Robinson? And the defense made sure. Uh, very clear. Like, the defense made it clear that number five is way better than Deuce. And it sucks because that was that was like probably, I mean that that that's a, that's a huge key to success right there for Texas. But when you give up 329 yards worth of receiving, 
it completely, almost entirely negates what you did defensively against the rush. And to be fair, half of that passing attack starts with pass rush, which was non-existent as well. True. A couple times we got back there. A couple times we got back there. And a couple times we were close, and he made a good good escape. We did sack him twice, so that's pretty good. Um, we just got to... Gotta have they more, don't cover. There was only they, two they hurries. Don't cover. There were two sacks and two hurries. Well, no, it's not even just them covering. It's that pass well, rush. Sure. They need to disrupt the quarterback, and they well, don't. And that gives him time to find the hole. And then, yeah, you're right with the secondary not covering. Yeah, it's it's, then, it's you a know, recipe for That's disaster. why it looks like pitch and catch. Yeah, the whole thing. It looks like pitch and catch. It's bad. So, I don't know what. I don't know how to fix that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know at this point if it's a Pete Kwiatkowski thing. Or if it's a player thing. I'm more inclined to say it is a player thing. Because Pete Kwiatkowski, as far as I know, is also in charge of the front seven. Right. So, and that's worked out. And they've that's worked out. Minus the pass rush. I don't know what's going All on right. with that. But, but the run defense has looked incredibly... Oh, it's an it's an well unbelievable improvement from where it was. It's an unbelievable <laughs> improvement, and I don't know. Maybe maybe Gary Patterson has a hand in that. I don't know. Like I said, not sure who's in charge, but it whoever's in charge of the secondary needs to either light a fire under some of these guys' asses right. or start taking away some playing time. Because I if I have to wash, I hate to say it, we're not we're just to bring this up right now, and we will bring it up later when we do this preview. Max Duggan's gonna throw all over us. It will be if scary we play, if the secondary if the secondary plays like they did against Kansas State. So I mean, you look at like how many third downs. I don't even care if it was only two, but there was like there was pivotal third downs where Texas could have got off the ball and could have gotten back on offense, and because of the pass, not the pass rush, just because of the pass defense entirely from the front to the back. Kansas State was able to convert. Uh, there was a one way, like way late in the game that was just like I mean, it felt like it was like I think it was on the drive where we ended up, uh, or the drive before where we ended up getting the fumble. But like it was like there were some moments where you're like, golly, man, like you guys are like really shooting yourselves in the foot right now because like third and long. Yes, it's and Same it's thing. like I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not. I'm obviously not a defensive coordinator, so but when you're when you're third and long, I'm under. I mean, I just I just feel that your best your best shot is just is just to put pressure on the quarterback. I think that that's a yeah. I mean, but then again, I'm not sure I trust these guys in the back to do what they're supposed to do. So it's it's got a lot of work. It's that 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 the passing defense has a lot of work, and um, that's what I'm nervous about. Not just the TCU game. But when we do go to whatever bowl, depending on who we play, um, that will be scary. If we do end up winning out, let's say, and go to the Big 12 Championship, that'll be scary once again, whoever we have to play. It'll, it'll most likely be, you know, so, like, this team's not out of the woods yet when it comes to, like, a like passing defense. Like, it's, ooh, it's got a lot of work to do, um, which sucks because, yeah, I mean, I you hear about the talent that Ryan Watts has, and you hear about the talent that, Gilbo has and you hear about the talent that all these other players, you know, have Anthony Cook being the basically the leader of the of the the back 
Um, but what, what, and he, that's unfair for me to say because he could, wasn't really able to, but like, what, what's like, if we're so talented, man, like, oh my God, like, just completely leaving these um, guys over. Gil, Gilbo, I'll give credit because he's a freshman, a true right. freshman. Kid's 18 years old playing with some grown men. And otherwise, though, I just, I don't get it. And I saw a tweet today where it was like, you know, Texas fans, complain too much <laughs> um and it's it's true you know we're sitting here not complaining we're putting out facts if you right put I mean, out stuff 10 million see. plus dollars for a coach and you paid over hundreds of millions of dollars of facilities and you got number one and top five recruiting classes you would be upset too whoever that is talking on twitter well they, they're just they're saying no need to be upset because we got the win, but it, you got to look at these trends. You got to look at these trends. You got to look at the trends, and that's what we're doing. And that's been a trend. The trend has been the secondary doesn't know how to cover, right. especially on third and long. And I that something. I don't even think that gets fixed in a week. Oh, I'm I don't think it's fixed this. this I don't think it's fixed this year. Uh, I just think that it's going to be like hopefully we can plug it a little bit. And I don't know. Maybe Jaden. I mean, maybe. Maybe whoever will come. Maybe Gilbo will come back because um, it's unfair for me, for me to get on to him, even though he was hurt. But maybe he'll come back yeah. and like be able to at least like kind of do it pretty all right. And I'm hoping Anthony Cook finds like a flash of lightning because he's he's been able to do like do that a couple times. And so because we've taken yeah. that stooge away from him a couple times, so obviously he's able to play good. Hopefully they can plug the holes in the last three games because like hey, props to well, props to Cook. He started. He did with a he broken did arm. Start and then he was like. I'm out. He's like, I can't do it. I was like, yeah. this this hurts. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, props hey. props to him for knowing True. when to come and out. Like, you know, Steve Sarkeesian said it in the press conference. Like, I need you guys. Like, I need your like immense focus for the next so odd. You know, however many days he had to calculate how many days were left in the season. Like, that's what it's gonna take. Like, we can fix. We'll fix these issues in the off season. Like, hopefully, as you should. But for these next three to four games. Or maybe more. Uh, they like can can this defensive passing situation just plug the holes, give the effort that they can, uh, and just like be focused enough to like, I guess Ben don't break Joe. I mean, essentially. No, that's literally what we were saying in the stands too. I was like, this is the epitome of bend don't break. And the Texas team was like, yep, that's exactly what it is. Because they several times Kansas State got down there and all they got away, they, all they got was a field You know goal. what's an interesting point about that? And I'm so, glad you said that. You know yeah. what somebody brought up to me was that how come how come you think that when they when they get down to that uh when they get down to the red zone, why it's why all of a sudden those why those uh, safeties and those cornerbacks start playing a little bit better? It's because they have a backstop. And that's, I mean, that is, that, that's <laughs> they, they have, have a, a backstop. backstop. And, like, I mean, it's true. It's true. And, it, like, it helps. And so, yeah. therefore, like, I'm, but I'm cool with it because it's a bend, it's a bend don't break. Like, if they're not allowing touchdowns, so be it. Like, if that's what it's going to take. They only allowed three. They only allowed three. Which should have been so. enough. And it was. Yeah, it should have been enough. It should have been enough. And if you looked at the first half as we moved to the offense, <laughs> you would think, I mean, up 31 to 10. And I, literally, we are all sitting there in the stands, and we go, ah, here comes the second half. And then they got zero points in the third, and I said, this is the same damn shit mm -hmm. all over again. I couldn't believe it. And you texted me, our group, Creighton, you go, 
This is a slow death, Jeff. It felt like it. And it felt like a slow death. It felt really awful in person. Like, it feels bad when you're watching it on TV. It feels worse when you're in person watching it. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what's going on in the second half. But the first half looked great. Bijan ran for over 150 yards in the first half. Touchdown. Great touchdown run. That was great. That was so good. And then, you know what? At least Sarkeesian kept using him. 30 carries, 209 yards. One of Bijan's greatest games he's ever played. Um, I believe. Here's here's that, the issue. Oh, go ahead. No, just, just to tag onto your Bijan point. I believe that that can win you every game. 30 carries, 25 plus to 30 carries for Bijan Robinson. I swear. I've said it every week, Joe. I that That should almost give you a chance to win or win you the game. Every time. I don't know why that that has been such an issue for why we can't get him up to that point. But look what he did with 30 carries. You just mentioned it. 209 yards. Had seven yards to go before he tied his career total. My lord. You know, dude was just seven average. Yeah, he was averaging yeah. 11, by the way, at one point. Yeah. In the fourth quarter. So. Yeah, well, here's now here's the issue. And this is going to come back to Steve Sarkeesian game planning. Uh, we, we had a nice bird's eye view. We were way up there. And what did the defense do in the second half? They stacked that box so full. It looked like <laughs> if it was a jack of the box, I think what a like one of them, uh, one of them open, you know, the open the open the little can and the things all spring yes. out. Like that the, box the was packed that tight. The little snakes, yeah, that thing was packed that tight. And there were some plays where I knew it wasn't going anywhere from the start because. You had eight, nine guys in the box. Where the heck is Bijan going to go? They all crashed down on him. Where is he going to go? Mankin makes some moves, but he's not going to get, you know, the yardage that he was getting right. in the first half. And the one, and Steve Sarkeel, this play was the worst. It was It was the third down right before they got the ball Ooh. back for, I think it was right before they got the ball back for their game-tying drive. It was bad. That third down play. That was the worst play call I have ever seen in my life. I want to know what Steve Sarkeesian is smoking at the half, and I want <laughs> some of it because it's apparently good stuff that he loses his damn mind. Honestly, you know what? Who's our offensive coordinator? Is it just Steve? Did we not hire one? I want to know. Like, Who's our offensive coordinator? Let him call the game in the first half, and no, Steve Sarkeesian uh... brings his game plan out in the second half. I don't, I don't know if Steve should be – I think well, Steve, no, but like, no, like, see, here's the thing. If he doesn't call the plays in the first half, then he calls all the plays in the second half. It'll be like he's calling them yeah. in the first half. So uh, then we'll have actually score points in the second half. See, see the logic there, Creighton. Kyle Flood is 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 okay. Okay. So on, on, we have on, no offensive on, coordinator uh, to call the plays in the first half. Awesome. Okay. So Kyle Flood is the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach. That makes me feel good. <laughs> that that's not me. That's not just like on Wikipedia. Like that's no, on the yeah, Texas yeah, that's athletic on the, side. That's on the yeah. No, I believe you, Creighton. Um, um, that's uh. I mean, I, to, regardless, regardless of who it is, you know, and, and Kyle Flood is a great. The problem is, is that the team looks entirely different in the second half than they do in the first. And I don't and, know why. And, and why? honestly, I haven't seen one single thing from an analyst, from a writer, from somebody on Twitter, just an average Joe <clears throat> that knows why. Seriously. Like, I don't yeah. know if anybody understands. And that's the thing. Like, nobody even has a clue. Like, you score 
31 points in the first half and you get three in the second. And I three. mean, yeah, sure, sure. They're like, I guess their possessions went down by a tad bit, but like, you still get six to seven possessions, Joe. You you tell me you can't like like that doesn't that doesn't make an excuse for you only scoring three points. Like, come on now. Like, there's teams like up at the top like Georgia and Tennessee, even though they got routed, that before that game were scoring every all every other pl- Tennessee exactly was scoring every other drive statistically. So if you have six drives in the second half, you can score more than three points. That's not that shouldn't be that's not the right average. And I don't understand it. I saw a tweet <clears throat> that maybe what the Texas team should do, like the only thing that makes sense is maybe they just shouldn't go into the locker room. Maybe they should just stay I out. saw that. They should yeah. just stay there like a long act, time act, out, like, like a long it's TV, a TV timeout. timeout. <laughs> and maybe that'll maybe that'll make everything okay because it's the strangest thing in the world how – and I don't even think – like I think some people – some people I think would believe that this team goes into a shell, but honestly it's not – they don't really they don't really go into a shell entirely like they're still like trying to be aggressive they just don't whatever it is in the second half they just they're just not I, firing on all like, I, yeah no well it's that and then they make stupid errors like yes. they make you know false starts and not catching the ball and and so I don't I don't know if we're cursed or what but it's it feels it's just weird because there is no explanation for it and we got to figure it out because next week is gonna be Oh, it's gonna be tough. We'll and get to that in a sec. We'll like, get to that in a sec. But my, you know, the other thing with that is that <clears throat> it's just it's just it's so it's so mind-boggling because like I tweeted this out like a couple weeks ago, and it it might sound contradicting, but I swear it's not. So I said that this team is honestly like. How much, how like, how good can we say this team truly is because of their record and how they're performing? Um, and I still stand by that. But man, when you like in the first half, Joe, when this team is going, you like, it's obvious to see why they're favored in every single game outside of Alabama. That's another this thing I don't is think, a but yeah. good, freaking talented team. But how good are they when they can't get the results and they and they score three points in the second half and necessarily almost lose? Like, what happens if this is a flip thing? And let's say Kansas State gets the touchdown, we go into overtime and we lose. I mean, this is a whole different situation we're talking about. And I mean, now you're starting to talk about Steve Sarkeesian can't win on the road. He's like one and eight, you know, in all the road games or whatever. And he, he can't coach in the second half. Yeah, just a ton of things that could have gone wrong just because we didn't. We, they didn't get seven more points, like eight more points. I think his seat is hot. His seat is hot if he had lost that game. It's, it I think looks it's really warm. bad. <laughs> I think it's kind of warm right now because this is a trend that uh, this happened at Tech. This happened at Oklahoma State. This happened here. This happened with Iowa State, too. They didn't score right. a lot of points in the second half of that Iowa State game. And nope. the only I think the only complete game that Texas has played this year is Alabama right. and Oklahoma. Honestly, though, how many points did we score in the second half against Oklahoma? Let me look. Uh, 21. Uh, 21. So, okay. Why can't so we they, do that? Yeah, so why can't we do that against, yeah, good teams? I don't, I don't know. It's, like, it's that's the thing. It's like, that's what's upsetting. It's like, that's what I was thinking in the first half. And then, like, as we were start, like, as the third quarter was starting to dwindle, like, I was thinking about that tweet about how, you know, I'm just like, man, like, 
how good can we actually say this team is if they can't play up to the competition and they continue to lose games they shouldn't lose. But you look at this this roster and you see it in, in person or on TV and it is so, so obvious that this is the best collection of guys that Texas has put together in quite some time. I mean, they are freaking good when they're going, are they not? Oh, God. When, oh my God. Well, yeah, they were going, like, in the first half. That they're was unstoppable. Great. Quinn, Quinn Ewers looked a lot better this week than he did against Oklahoma State. And, again, Manhattan at night, still a, not a great place to play. Not like Oklahoma State at night or anything like that, but not a great place to play. He was 18 of 31, still having some trouble with the deep ball. I don't know Absolutely. what was going on, but uh, he was overthrowing, underthrowing. Um, but he connected with X on some great passes. Connected with uh, uh, Jay Witt got some passes too. Jay, Jay, well, there was one play where, and this is just this is Quinn being young. Jay Witt was wide open in the flat. Would have walked in for a touchdown. <sighs> Quinn tried to force it into the corner. It didn't work. We had to kick a field goal. Gotta get my guy a touchdown, gotta, Quinn. You gotta, you gotta. Look, well, there was a, there was pressure on him, but you gotta look, man. You gotta look. It's so. obvious though, like you know, that's a good point of being young. Like I think that that really shows because like it seems like the only two. I mean, yeah, he he targets Jordan a lot. I mean, a little bit, but like man, like how much more does he target Jatavion Xavier? I mean, it's a lot more. Yeah, and Jatavion so, had five catches, so. right? And like, and like you think about that, Quinn Ewers. Not even like playing like all that great, like, and it was a, it was a much better game than last last go around. But it wasn't even like up to where we think he can play. And they were still blowing the doors off of K State, like thirty one to ten at the half. Oh, I the mean, fans th- were quiet. They exactly. Were yeah. This team is <laughs> this it's team fl- flashes of brilliance. It, that's, oh, that's it's the good. perfect but they, the epitome. Flashes of brilliance. Right, and they can't for like in the second half, literally. Only the second half, Joe, has gotten them in every game. If you take away, if like, if you replicate kind of what they did in the first half and the second half, they win every game that they've played and they're number one team in the country. It is only third and fourth quarter is the reason why this team is six and three and ranked twenty fourth right now or eighteenth in the AP, AP poll. And I, yeah, I mean, yeah. like that's what's so upsetting. That's what's it, upsetting. It's like you, it's like, dude, like man, like. Jeez, he put together a great team, but like, God, they look awful in that second. Well, we half. said this before the season started. We were one year away, and I think we're one year away. And I think we're one year away still. I think next year is going to be the year. Okay. I think next year is going to be the year, unless some crazy stuff happens, like Quinn getting hurt again. Knock on wood. I um, do think. I think his finger is hurting him more than he than he was saying. You think his, so? His, his finger with the uh, fingernail of everybody that yeah. he tore off. Uh, I just, I, I think well, something's there, man. If it's just man. a torn off fingernail, get over yourself, man. I'm, I'm, I, oh, he tore the whole thing, man. Okay. Oh, come on. I played baseball with a dislocated finger. That's a little hard. Well, that's fair, throw, too. I'll give okay? you that. That's, that's not, I'll give you that. It's not easy. I mean, like, that's fair. Calm like, down. No, like, Grant, was I throwing as much as Quinn? Ewers? No, I wasn't right. throwing as much as Quinn Ewers, nor were there grown men trying to murder me. So, I mean... I just think I think there's some discomfort there, and I think that's why you're seeing an inaccuracy that you're not used to seeing. With well, he needs to get over it here in this next week because we're oh, going to need him for we're going to need him for TCU. Let's let's move on to TCU, Creighton. Um, hmm. First yeah. of all, TCU's social media team, God, they're great. Oh yeah, they're also all definitely high on shrooms or LSD. That's 
very clear. Did you see their tech no. techno win? No. Literally, <laughs> it's they played techno music and put it over like psychedelic like frogs and what is videos and stuff and tech like there's a guy who goes techno win like get it like Texas techno oh, win. Oh, that's see Lord. Yeah, it's it. They're clever, man. I gotta give it to them. They are. They're having fun in Fort Worth. I also will say that they're getting a little too big for their britches. They forgot where they've came from, the last some uh-huh. odd years. They're nine and zero, Joe. Yeah, they're nine and zero. But I there's a lot of those games where the quarterback has been knocked out of the game, so they're playing a backup wasn't expecting to go into the game. Um, they had to come back to beat Kansas State. They had to come back to beat, or they lost to Oklahoma State. No, they, they no. I'm looking. I'm looking at uh, our schedule. Sorry, they had to come back to beat Oklahoma State. <laughs> they did, and right. I mean, the only team that they really smoked was Oklahoma, because Tech yeah. Tech gave them a run for their money until what happened. Their quarterback and I got. Do you think TCU's playing dirty? That is no. very well. That's extremely. Weird. That is extremely <laughs> oh weird that they have knocked out Adrian Martinez, they knocked out Spencer Sanders, they knocked mm-hmm. out uh, Barons, right for Tech. They knocked out G- Gabriel, literally knocked out Gabriel, and that's just a trend that is very disturbing. Honestly, <laughs> maybe they are. I I bound to gate too. Some people say that they've been. They've been dirty. I don't know. Um, all I know is I hope they don't knock out Quinn Ewers, you know. And if they do knock out Quinn Ewers, then someone's I'll turn the game start. off. Oh, you've turned the game. I'll turn the game off. <laughs> if they knock out Quinn Ewers, then someone needs to like do a little digging. There needs to be like a bounty gate suspicion because that's that would be ridiculous that five Big Twelve opponents lost their quarterback against TCU. It is a weird. I'll give you that. It is a. Uh, it is a weird coincidence. Um, for the Horned Frogs, I'm gotta say, regardless of who plays quarterback for us, I am nervous, to the highest degree. And I'll tell you why I'm nervous because TCU. They're not very good in the first half, if we're being honest, except for the OU game. They've always struggled. They've been struggling in the first half here in these last few games. They were down against Kansas State, down against Tech, or not down against Tech, but tied with Tech, uh, right. down against Oklahoma State. They are a second-half team. What are we not, Creighton? <laughs> second-half team? Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, we can take advantage of them not being a first-half team and put up 50 points on them, be up 50 nothing, and I think that would be okay for us. We could end up winning 50-43. to 43. So, uh when it comes to tail of the tape, they're they're scoring forty three points a game. They get they score a lot of points. They're they're throwing the ball very well, and the rushing game's not terrible as well. Uh, who's their guy Miller? They're oh, you're talking, about, Miller. you're talking about yeah. yeah, you're talking about running. Yeah, I mean he's got one hundred fifty three carries, over a thousand yards, twelve touchdowns, kind of like Bijan. Bijan's got yeah. two hundred yard, two hundred more yards though. He's um, a much more capable back. He's a much more capable back. Max Duggan looks like a high spin trophy candidate. Two hundred twenty-four oh seven yards. I mean, twenty-four touchdowns, two York. interceptions. Yeah. He's probably gonna be in New York. 
Which is so funny because I, th- I swear we were making fun of him last year. Actually, no, I, he won't, I don't think he'll be. He's not really even like in the conversation for Heisman right now. He should be. You don't think? You don't think for if he goes undefeated? Okay, if he goes undefeated. Okay, if he, if he continues on this path, he will be in New York. You're right. But or one loss, like let's say he loses to us and he gets three thousand yards and thirty. They're touchdowns. all just, they're all so high on Bryce Young still, even though Alabama's proven. Well, he's gonna be. There's there. You can get three guys. And then C.J. Stroud. And they I, love I they so, love like, Blake Corum. They love Blake Corum. He's not even the best do, running they, back in the nation. It's stupid. Uh, they do love Blake. I'll give you it's that. It's stupid. They, you put Blake Corum do. behind the Texas line, he isn't running the heck he's doing. Michigan's offensive line is stellar. Not to say our yeah. offensive line isn't stellar. They're just very young. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. They, they're very good for being very young. But if Bijan was behind the Michigan offensive line, he'd have almost 2,000 yards right now. So... We are going – the, man, I, I, I sound like a broken record, but it's going to come down to just scoring points in the second half and our defense stuffing the run and and trying to fix whatever the heck's going on with the secondary. Because <laughs> this is what yeah, – right? Max Dugan's going to throw all over us. <laughs> this is what uh, – essentially this is what college football is all about, right? I mean, it's a November game, 6.30 p.m., college game day is going to be there. In in Austin, early in the morning, odds are the crowd will be just as raucous as it was for Alabama. Oh, yeah. This game is ultimately probably going to decide who plays second in the Big 12 championship. And that is if TCU ends up winning the rest of the games or whatever happens. But if they lose one, if huge... they lose against us, they'll still be the top spot in the Big 12. Right, but, okay. Yeah. So this is basically, this is pretty much a game to decide if we will be the second team or not or have the chance to be the second team yep. i mean it got to so win this out. is a huge this is what it's all about right i mean you got you got max who has basically revitalized his career as a horn frog i mean last couple of years he's been kind of like whatever middle of the pack guy i think last year we were kind of just being like whatever we were like how could we lose to him so now he's almost throwing 2500 yards and he's two touchdowns and 24 touchdowns Quinn Ewers, the the kid prodigy that is literally like the second coming of of Vince Young in terms of Texas quarterback ratings. Um, B. John Robinson is the best running back in the country. And Xavier Worthy is going up against Johnston, who are considered both really, really great wide receivers. I mean, there's a lot of lot of players on both of these squads. And this is this is why you have this is this is what this is why you recruit the guys that you do for, and this is honestly Joe why Quinn Ewers is here, and everybody else to win games like this, and this is what Steve Sarkeesian was brought here to do because Tom Herman, and even though Tom Herman was pretty all right in it, obviously Charlie Strong was not, and altogether Texas has really fallen short though as a collective unit, in taking these moments and doing something with them, and that's why Steve is here, and can they do it, man? I mean, this is. I saw that this was. I, I saw a thing that said this was the biggest game since 2019 LSU. Um, what do you think about that? Is that true? I don't know. Because we did have the Iowa State game a couple of years ago to get you know, the 2018 year to beat Iowa State to ultimately get into the Big 12 championship game. That was a big game too. Yeah. I'm not. I don't know if we go yeah. farther that back, but like this is a huge game for Austin. It's it's a huge game and I'm looking at Longhorns Wire and they they have some things for the TCU and 
boy, the first thing on the list, TCU receivers will run wild. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, it's bad. And the second thing's Quentin Johnston's health. He hurt his ankle. He did. And hopefully he's hurt. I mean, you don't ever hurt for hurt players, but I hope he doesn't play this week. Hope he nurses it one more week. Um, Do it at 206 I, yards against Kansas. Yeah, I was about to say, if he plays, we're so done. It's over. <laughs> Who are you going to put on him? We're going to put Watts? I guess <laughs> that's a funny thing. But you know what? We say all this. We say all this. Second half team, TCU. We're going to have to... We're going to have to find a way. And even then, Joe, even then, as I am looking with my own two eyes, Texas is now a seven and a half point favorite yep. to beat the Horn Frogs. And so ES- somebody ESPN tell me what's about says, that. ESPN has a 73% chance of winning. So clearly they think that we are the more talented team, which I I, I don't think that that's wrong. And that's funny because the, si- the sideline article says TCU is the better team. Okay. Uh, re- yeah. Oh, does it really? Yeah, Longhorn Wire said TCU that's, is probably the better team. I mean, when we're firing on all that, – that's going to be the question. Can Texas put if, together – Texas is going to have to put together the best, The best quarters. versus the best, we are the better team. The best versus right. the best, but when it comes to performance this year and consistency, TCU is the better team. Sorry. No, that's it's, the that, truth. it's true. 9-0, 6-0 in the conference. Yep. I mean, Texas will have to put together four great quarters to beat this team because I, this is the problem. Because, and luckily, it's not in Fort Worth. Oh, but God. this might yeah. might very well be the best game that TCU plays all year, even though they are undefeated. You know how this goes. This might very well be the best game TCU plays all year. So Texas is going to have to bring their A game, which sucks that it always has to be like that. It's crazy how much better teams play against us than against other teams. Oklahoma State is a great example of that. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Creighton. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're going to need the crowd to get into it. Thank God that Austin City Limits is not this weekend. Um, No, but I think Third Eye Blind's coming for LCL. LC- for yeah, hey, Third C- Eye Blind is good. See, we can't Heck lose. yes. We can't lose with Third Eye Blind. I'm sorry. We just can't. We can't. So Longhorn fans, go to Longhorn City Limits if yeah, you get a chance. Go, Severely go underrated. I went one time. It's awesome. Yeah. Exactly, and I think the fact that it is a road game helps because guess what? They all their toughest opponents, all the teams that they Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Where'd they play them? For where? They have not had a true road test except for Kansas. They played Kansas on the road, and West Virginia. West Virginia sucks, and Kansas, Kansas is kind of like right back in the middle of everything. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah, I don't know how they beat. Well, they beat Oklahoma State because Oklahoma State didn't have anybody, which they didn't have anybody against Kansas State as well. That's why they got smoked. So, well, again, Oklahoma State bringing everything out for Texas then screwing <laughs> themselves, so that's nice. Um, I don't care how good TCU has played this year and, you know, where they've played and whatnot. They No way has Max Duggan or any of these guys played in an environment that will probably take place Saturday night. In DKR. With college game day and stuff there, too. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because um, it'll be like the Alabama game because the stakes are honestly higher than the Alabama game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, I I slightly feel good about this. I feel good about this because the crowd is going to get into it. I think we, we're going to play our best game of the year. 
And I think TCU hasn't seen something like this before. And I don't think they're going to – I think Duggan's going to have a bad game. He's due for a bad game, if we're being honest. He's due for a bad game. He's not Colt McCoy. He's not Cam Newton. He's not Tim Tebow. He's not He's not Vince Young. He's not Matt Leiner. He's Max Duggan. Dugan. Whatever. Like, he, <laughs> he, he is due for a bad game, and he will have a bad game. And I think this is the week. And I – it's gonna be. It's gonna come down to. I think he's gonna throw a pick or two, or a, or a fumble. Um, right. It's not gonna be the secondary shutting him down. It's gonna be them self imploding. That's what I'm thinking. I I think it'll be really cool to see if the defense can become the hero to their own story after all the crap we've given them, especially if the pass rush it's can like incredible because they're, they're still out. a top twenty defense in the nation. Oh, yeah. No, like, let's not. I mean, like, they're pretty all right. It's just, like, and honestly, like. It just don't look like it. It doesn't look like it when you're watching. And that's so tough for, like, us to say, too, because, like, if you look at this, like, like, if you honestly look at the points they've given up, Joe, 10, 19, I mean, sorry, 10, 20, 20, 37, that's not very good, 20, 0, 21, and then the forty one's not very good, and then and then twenty seven. I mean, they're playing pretty right. Like the, the that's pretty all right for your I mean, college football for your offense. An offense like Texas to be able to win games, right? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, I'm stressed out I'm already. Excited. I'm stressed out know. already. Thinking but I'm about excited it. to see to see the defense hopefully be the hero of their own story after everything that they've gotten crap for this year. Can they come out? Yes, I agree. And, and be this if they if they if, if they, they can yeah, be it, the focal point of this game, they will be considered heroes for the I'll, year. And I'm excited to see the Max and Quinn matchup. Yep, I will tell you this: if the defense comes out and shuts down Max Duggan and the TCU offense, Stu's shirts are gone for the rest of the year, unless something crazy I'll give happens. You that. I'll I will give get you rid that, of them cause... for the rest of the year. I will. Oh, we will put the Stu shirts back in the closet because. They will have earned it if they shut down this offense and get us a victory. And I am excited for Max Duggan versus uh, Quinn Ewers. And I think I think I really think Quinn's going to win this matchup. He's going to play a lot. He plays a lot better at home, anyways. And sure does. And so, so what? I mean, that's that's their that's the good that's the first good thing. And then the second thing, like I said, the crowd's going to be way into it. And there we go. So let's talk predictions creighton uh you came close last week thank you i always come close we just uh had the wrong team yep uh okay i've picked this team to lose two times in a row i was one and one yeah i didn't really believe in oklahoma state i didn't really believe in kansas state but they proved me wrong and i said after they would be able to win one of these kind of games we could have another discussion and while I didn't really feel that great about the way that Kansas State happened and the way that we basically stumbled to the finish line, I think it's I think I'm ready to pick Texas again. Okay. I think I think I'm ready to, I think I'm gonna it just feels like college game day's back. This is like a redemption game. Alabama, we lost by one, great atmosphere. Couldn't get it done. Now the spotlights are again, once again, on us. ABC, 6.30 this time, not 11 a.m. I, I think I think Texas shows up, man. And I think, ooh, it's going to, I swear, it'll be 
think it's going to be tight, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. One of those classic November Big 12 games, like you see, like, in Bedlam or something. And, like, probably I'm going to go, like, 45-42 Texas. No way. Yes. I literally, I've always put my prediction down before Creighton says his, just so I have it down. Right. So I'm not trying to copy him. And he doesn't know what I'm putting down. I have no clue. No clue. I literally wrote down 45-42 TCU. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. We're going to – what a what a time to be alive. Oh, great. <laughs> one of us will be wrong. One of us will be – this is usually – this is opposite. Usually you're for Texas, but you know what? Right, I I'm I down. just – that second half scares me. I could see it being 42 nothing at half and losing 45-42. I don't trust it at all. <laughs> uh I hope the defense is the heroes of their own story. I really do. And I hope the offense decides to get their heads out of their asses here in the second half and come out and plays with the fire with that crowd behind them like they did against Alabama. Because I think that's helped what helped them against Alabama a lot too. Even with, you know, Hudson going in, that crowd was behind them the whole way. And that, that you feed off that energy as an athlete. And so if the crowd can keep staying into it and being loud... And disrupting TCU. I think Texas does win this game. I just, right now, I can't predict that officially. I can't, I gotta say, TCU is probably gonna win this game. And that will not end Texas this season. It'll end their Big 12 chances unless absolute freaking chaos happens. (laughs) I'm talking OU beats OSU, Kansas State loses again. We beat Baylor and Kansas. And yeah. Yeah. One thing is true, we're both basically throwing away the spread on either side. Oh, yeah, side. the spread's gone. Seven-point <laughs> seven favor, seven-and-a-half-point Are you kidding me? It was six-and-a-half right. earlier today. Seven-and-a-half now? What That's I'm ridiculous. Saying. It's climbing, man. Vegas, it, this Vegas, is going to be a – Hopefully this will be money. a fun game. Hopefully it will be a fun game. I'm excited. This is, this is something – Texas hasn't had a lot of these moments over the past, like, decade. So this is this is good for whatever happens, man. I, I mean, now if we just crash and burn. We'll be on this podcast blasting them. But <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, it's not lost to me that you know there was a time about six years ago that Texas wouldn't even be in the situation. So somewhere, somewhere, we are climbing some sort of football ladder back to the top. <laughs> somewhere, Creighton, we are. We're, hey, I mean, with college game day coming twice to Austin, that's a good sign that the program's back on track. College game day has been to Austin more times than Texas A&M has won a conference game this year. Just had to throw it in there. There you go. That's how we end the podcast, folks. We'll be back with the results of the TCU game next week. I'm actually going to be in South Dakota uh, visiting my girlfriend's grandfather. So uh, I will be watching it on my phone and or make them turn it on the TV. So I'll be watching, Creighton. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. Oh, boy. Don't worry. So, all right, folks, always remember the eyes of Texas are upon you, and hopefully.